my favorite quotes is desi- uh, contrasts creates desire. So whenever I notice something that I really don't like or that I find is really offensive, it's normally something that really pushes me forward to move towards something I really do like. Hey, I'm your host, Ronya Sakata, queen of joy. That's how my friends call me, talking to you from Zurich, Switzerland. I want to make this world more joyful and playful and colorful because we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow. So let's enjoy today. Will you join me? I'm all in. I founded the Joy Academy for exactly that reason and on the Let's Create Joy podcast we talk visions, dreams, self-care, habits, challenges, creating joy and much more in motivational solo episodes at the beginning of the month and inspiring talks with my wonderful guests. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at joyismycompass for getting fun and tangible daily inspiration for our monthly topic. You make the difference and you are the most important person in your life. Yes, we can live our best lives right now while we have our big vision in our head and heart. Let's dive right in. Enjoy! Welcome, Anna Lutz, to the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you. This will be amazing to hear about your, your, your awesome life. And just tell us who you are, what you do. And of course, we want to know what brings you joy and how do you create joy. And after like the first round, we go with the flow and we will talk about self-care in December. That's so important. But first, welcome. And the word is yours. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about our podcast together. (laughs) So I'm Anna Lutz. I am 36. I remember being four and being this exuberant, happy little child who would walk up the dunes in the Netherlands on holidays like that's one of my biggest memories walking up the dunes and then when I get to the top I would sprint as fast as I could to go down to go to the to the bit where I had to go down the stairs and I'd chuck my shoes off my mother had to collect them and I'd race down the stairs and then I'd throw off all my clothes as I was running towards the 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 beach and then I'd get in the beach and I feel all the, the sea on my skin and then I'd sprint to the soft sand and then I'd put all the hot sand on my body and then I could do that for hours. And um, right now I'm 36 and I basically spent 32 years trying to find the female adult version of that feeling um, of joy, like exuberant, you know, exuberant joy. And um yeah, I have learned a lot of things <laughs> along that road and uh, I've built it up a bit, lost it, built it up a bit, lost it even more, lost it completely, got in the worst, darkest place of my life, I think. And then from there, really rebuilt it up. And um, I, the most exciting thing for me is that I feel like I have finally gotten to the place where 
I have found that joy inside me and it's not very related or like people and situations and weather helps, but the feeling I have inside me is it's never, it's, I'll never be fully there. There's always things to work on, but whatever I've been working towards for 32 years to really feel that joy inside my body again in every cell and like the excitement and the love for life and my body and just like that, that this year for the first time, I've really found that version again as a grown woman. So yeah, that's, um, Oh, that's me. Like along, along that I have done lots of studies. I always felt like joy is related to your mind that needs to get trained, your body that needs to be healthy, that needs to be looked after, you know, your life where you need to have a life that you really want to live. And I am extremely relentless when it comes to me. I coach people and they often throw out lots of different coaching uh, reasons I've had the same has always been said by my clients. They're like, okay, Anna, stop, stop now. I get it. Stop being in my face, you know? And I'd be like, you have no idea how like kind I am, like how, how I'm still like, you know, giving you space to not be too much in your face. Cause for myself, I've always been relentless, like in this aim to to really feel and be joy like that is really important my my new feeling my new belief I think I built things to build a belief system in myself and my new belief that I am just so deliciously delighted with is I am joy I I just I'm joy that's so yeah that's that's me without any work stories or you know like they're all they're all other things but um yeah that's that's it we will give everybody the instructions how to find you and your professional work on the different in the different fields you are um offering the world because uh i mean your promises are so so um wonderful like can i say it i'm the last I'm the last uh, person who fixes your body, or or what is your tagline of the, of your of your business? Yeah, oh yeah, I want to be the last person you ever have to look for to find, you know, to fix to to find the way that you can look after yourself and fix your injuries. And yeah, I, that's whenever I work with people, that's my aim with kind of everything. But as an injury specialist, it's I want to be the last person that you ever have to look for to fix your injury, to keep it fixed and to learn really like how to look after your body throughout your whole life. Not just you have to fix an injury, but really take care of your physical body and yeah, help it to be able to be in its best, in its best version. <laughs> and that can change over the year all the time, but the best version is always the best version of that moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you create joy? I know you're a pro in that. Can you tell us about that? How you are creating joy? Well, one of the ways that I create joy, I, I love creating joy. I think that is, um, so I work with people's, I've worked in lots of different ways, but the result, like the, the focus is kind of always the same to create joy in people's lives, to create feelings of like, 
personal agency or empowerment or embodiment. And I feel like to me, joy means you have a body, you have a mind, you have a life. And then you got to take care of all of those because they are all important. They, they, they all lead into the same thing, joy. So um, I'm really good at little bonus things, finding bonus things during the day. One of the things that I bought years ago is this beautiful painting, which is actually called Joy. Um, I bought that with like the recently earned money in 2000. And yes, I have to show you. My Joy is yes. <laughs> I've got a card from Anna and Mika got one too. And we have it with us. My Joy sister. Yeah, so... Um, I really like creating a lot of joy because I think if you can create joy, to me, joy is the purest form of life, of energy. I hate the word energy, but of like energy, feeling, like emotion. To me, joy is like the highest emotional state that we have. And so um, I bought a painting that's beautiful in my opinion the painting reminds me and reminded me of like this little four-year-old girl and it was always like my uh my like thing to be working towards and I bought it in 2010 and it's 21 now so that's 11 years of like it being like I, I want to feel like this I want to feel like this and the things that I've done to feel like that and to get there is I love really playful things so uh, I used to hula hoop as a like in a professional like dancer kind of a way. Um, I love right now. I am skinny dipping a lot, which ooh, just <laughs> just gives me so much joy. <laughs> Cold water, shouting, giggling, whooping, and making lots of noise when you get into cold water um, with your friends or really silently on my own, like anything kind of to do with getting in water is amazing for me. Anything getting into water naked is even more joyful. Just, it just feels so liberal, like so liberated. And oh, I always feel like I come out of it cleansed. Um, I get so much joy from working with people, helping them find more joy, like seeing them get it, seeing them like, but starting to believe things that are really helpful. Like I just love that. Um, I love great friends, like really amazing, great friends who, yeah, just who are happy for you to do your life, them to do yours, to connect when you connect, to just love them from afar or see them every week. Or like, I just love good friends. I think they give me so much joy. Yeah, in such a like warm, fuzzy kind of a way. Uh, I get a lot of joy from the fact that I have a dog and that he just kind of, he's a bit, he's like my, my shadow, my, um, I would never really use the word like spirit animal. And I don't really think shadow is a nice word because he's not a shadow, but he's, he's my sidekick. That's the word like to have Wing, wingman. No, yeah. I'm... To have my wingman sidekick, fluffy dog. And he just kind of hangs around with me and he comes and sits in there. He don't really wants to sit like wherever, somewhere close. He doesn't really, he's not a very cuddly dog, but sometimes he lets me and he's like, 
And then uh, most of the time he just wants to be around. And I think that's really wonderful. And uh, yeah, good sex. I get a lot of joy from that too. <laughs> really pleasurable. But also things that aren't like sex related, but, but like getting ans like the pleasure of getting answers you've been hoping to find for a long time. Like I have a, I have a, a girl that lives next door to me now and it's just so joyful that life put us in the same spot and she's got different ways and different answers to questions I've had and haven't felt being answered. And I, and that's so joyful. And then I just, I love random, I love magic, like a little bit like, like having, you know, having a, a next door neighbor who I think is awesome. But I love, like, I get so much joy from these, from these magic moments. Like last week I was just walking my dog and I saw this guy and nobody really walks on the stone separation thing. And he was walking on it and he, and he had his dog with him, which is a beautiful dog. And I just thought, oh, you're my kind. And we ended up bumping into each other because we were kind of going opposite ways and chatted and ended up spending four hours walking our dogs, talking about everything under the sun. And um, yeah, I love, I love, like that to me is so much joy of like, isn't this just awesome? Like how this just like beautifully came together. Um, yeah, that's so good. So, so good. So good. And I get so much pleasure from learning things too, from people. And, you know, you always teach me so many nice things and you'll say something about life or how it can be lived. And I'm like, oh my God, really? We can do it that way too? Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's okay. You can do it that way. Or, you know, like, and I'll be like, yeah, well, if it's possible to be done that way then I might like it too so yeah how about that for a list <laughs> yeah I can, can I add something on your list yeah please longboarding pulled by your fluffy dog I mean <laughs> I I'm always so jealous when I see that on Instagram like oh that's the coolest Ken and I had a, or he had a longboard in Japan and we had one bicycle and one longboard and we always went out with uh, pulling each other on the bicycle on the longboard and I loved it and the, the streets are so smooth in Japan mostly or where we went through so always when I see you and Ole like ah this is so cool and then yeah. you hide your longboard and you hop into the sea and where <laughs> do you live Anna where did you move because just for joy and your favorite sport please tell us more my favorite sport oh yeah oh, <laughs> oh yeah of course so um i'm i think i have more of a gypsy heart than i ever realized uh, maybe i don't have a gypsy heart but this is just how i got brought up or how i grew up i think i moved five times before i was five and like eight times before i was 18 um out of which when I was before five we moved to Costa Rica for like nine months or something with my dad's work and I think like the longest I've ever lived in one place is maybe seven or eight years and um 
Yeah, so I have uh, recently lived in North Wales. I'm Dutch originally, and I lived in Amsterdam for seven years, then decided that I was done in the Netherlands. I bought a van and my dog, and I traveled for 13 months to find a place that I wanted to settle because I thought, okay, that's... I don't know. I just kind of had some thoughts and opinions, which I, I think looking back now is a little bit more what society seems to think we should do than, than really fits with how I am or who I am. But um, I then thought, okay, I'm going to find a new place to settle. And, you know, it's important that I can buy a house there and whatever. So anyway, I picked North Wales because it's by the sea. It's in the mountains. There's like 15 minutes of a drive in between. There's lakes, there's rivers, there's sea, there's beautiful mountain tops and um it's amazing there's also a few things that didn't quite work out but that's another story um and uh i love that but i decided i needed to travel again and so last year after the first lockdown which i thought was really brutal i uh, got myself a van again and normally when i buy a van it means life's about to change completely i remember <laughs> thinking <laughs> every time i bought a white van i bought one in 2008 everything changed. I bought one in 2015. Everything changed. I traveled for a year. And now I bought one in 2020. And everything's changed again. Like literally every time I buy a van, I change countries. And, and so I remember times it was a white van and now it's a red one. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a Fiat Decato, a long one, a big, big long one. Uh, 2008 I had a motorhome in 2000 all over 2016 because I am not so good at building one but I had the dream of doing my own van up which is what I then ended up well not even really finishing but ended up starting in 2020 and uh, it never really got finished but the next lockdown came so I just got out of the country as quick as I could sneaked out the back way a little bit like um, you know the sound of music when they sneak away because the Germans come and they like pushed over the the gravel road so that nobody hears them and then they only start the car like to your free streets further like I always feel like that's how I left the country in a van that wasn't ready but I kind of pottered off for six weeks six months not kind of, not planned I just thought I need to get out for the lockdown and I didn't know how long that was going to last and it turned out to be about five six months so I went off and uh god I had such an amazing time I that's another thing I really love. I spent some time in Portugal, which made me realize how nice it is to have warmth, like a warm, a warm climate and a warm culture. I really like that really gives me a lot of joy. People who really who like love and care like like that. <laughs> um, then we went skiing for three months and I love, 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 love winter sports day just and it was the first time I managed to go with my big fluffy dog who's an Alaskan Malamut which means he looks like a husky and he's built for the snow so that was the first time we made it there and that was so good and then I decided I'd be wanting to learn to kite surf for about 16 years and I went to Poland to learn to kite surf bought a whole set of kites completely crazy just about as crazy as buying the painting years before and then came home to Wales thinking it was going to be so nice to be home. And the second, I don't know if I told you that, the second I opened the door, I was like, no. She gone, man. She gone. <laughs> like, I'm just like, that's it. 
it's not it anymore. And it was so upsetting. So it took me about six weeks. I was going to be there for two months or three months. It took me six weeks to kind of own up to the fact that it just wasn't it anymore. And that I felt like I needed to be, I needed to be in a bigger place. I have more to give than just to be in, in Wales. Like the spot that I lived at is just this, it just kind of feels like this tiny little bubble. And I thought, okay, it's time to get out and explore the world and spread my sunshine in a bigger way. And, uh, and then I changed the van from a big white one, a Citroen Relay, to uh, a smaller red one, the smallest one I've had so far, or not really, but an amazing van. And then uh, three weeks before I took the ferry to Spain, I decided I wasn't just going to go away for a few months. I was just going to move. So I had three weeks <laughs> to pack up my stuff and go. And now we are in Portugal. <laughs> and I picked a spot which was not too hot for my dog, but still allowed me to go kite surfing. And, uh, and so we're here. We're kite surfing in Portugal. I take my dog for a walk in my bikini top and shorts most days. And it's end of, it's November. Like that's just incredible. And I've learned how much joy that brings me. Like I never for, I've I never imagined it would make such a big difference to me. And my dog's doing great. The wind has been really crap. <laughs> so for the thought of like kites have been three times a week, it's been like once every two, two weeks, three weeks. So it's not being full on kite surfing, but that's okay. I'm living here until half December, end of December, maybe January. And then we're going to do another ski season and we're going to France. And then I'll have the snow and my dog will be in the snow until the snow is gone. And then, well. <laughs> and then you'll see. Wherever life, love and joy take me. Um, not love in like a, well, I've never really moved to another. You know what? Loads of people always ask me oh so what made you move here was it love and I was like I've never moved to another country really for love I've just moved to another country for joy and um yeah it's worked out well yeah, so that's, that's what I'm a standard question you know can move to Switzerland because of me so um that's yeah. kind of the how it goes yeah but you are more independent. You can move because you want to. That's so cool. And I think yeah. that's a big inspiring thing about this podcast. Not, not that you have to move out your house now and leave everything behind, but to think of the possibility. I could buy a van, leave everything back and go. I could. Maybe I don't want to because of this or this or this. But like your story, you're so free and, and um, yeah, that's just absolutely, totally inspiring. And I think if we really honor the fact that I could go and leave everything behind and I don't want to, then you feel the freedom of choosing what you have instead of yeah. like oh i'm so trapped this is uh this is how it is and i will stay here until i'm 65 or i i wait until my retirement and then i buy a van that's like the yeah yeah and so the the more serious note because 
I think if there is lots of joy in somebody's life, they have learned the very hard way why joy is so important. It's rare that I meet people who are really capable of keeping themselves in a happy place who haven't had a, a lot of shit happen. That's, I don't know, that's my kind of conclusion. I don't know what you think. But um, there is an other side to it because, and that to me is always important to show because people can look at me, they'd be like, oh my God, you have so much freedom. Oh my God, your life is so much fun. And like, you have so much joy. And I'm like, okay, well, you also need to know the other side of the coin. And the other side of the coin is like, I bought a van and I, I boogered off when it wasn't ready in December because I knew in myself that I would not be able to take care of myself and look after myself the way I would need to during another winter lockdown where there, you know, in Wales, it's dark at four, it rains three days solid. It doesn't just rain a little bit. It like pisses it down. You know, you sit by your fireplace as a five o'clock and, and I work on my own and I lived on my own and I, and I had a really hard time the first uh, the first lockdown really, really had a hard time. And I'm pretty skilled in taking care of myself. And I thought I'm, I'm not going to be able to take care of myself properly if I stay. And nobody can do that for you. Like nobody is going to come and save you. If your mind goes, the only person who can fix that is yourself. And it takes a really long time. I know that because I've done it. And so I thought, I cannot afford to have three months of a lockdown because I won't come out well. It will take me six months at least to try and rebalance myself and be okay again and feel like a human from a mental health point of view. And so that's the reason why I went. And I had this lady who, um, who groomed my dog and she was so sweet. She was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of you. You're having such a great time. And I said, this is what you need to know. I said, if I had a family that was connected in the way I wish I had a family, if I had the support system that I felt made me not want to leave, I would never leave. I said, I'm leaving because I will not be okay here and I will not be looked after here. If I'm going to be lonely as fuck, I might as well be that in a warm country where I have more opportunity to take care of myself, to look after myself. And so she was like, well, you know, I've always wanted to do what you wanted to do. And I've wanted to travel and I wanted the van and, but I got kids young. And so she had her story and I said, don't underestimate the payment of freedom that I have. I have that much freedom to go and do what I want and to move to whichever country I want because of a lot of really sad things that are really hard and that I found really hard in my life. And, um, and so this, this year for the first time when I was out traveling those six months, for the first time I found the joy in my freedom because I have had crazy amount of freedom. And the first, this is the first year that I really felt like I am so lucky. Look at this. And that I really felt joy for the freedom because before then I just felt really sad for myself that I had that freedom because if you have the freedom to move to any country you want it means you know now I see it differently but but it means you know what what are your roots where is your family like why do you feel like you can leave these people behind like I was saying that's a little bit and so um yeah this year is the first time that I really feel the 
just the super duper joy of the freedom that I've created. So yeah, people, people see joy and people see freedom. And, you know, I thought about this the other day, your story of why you do your work. And I love that whenever I hear your kind of explanation of how you got to how to how you got to building your company and all the people you'd lost and then at some point like I think nobody puts joy as a top priority as an adult unless you've seen how short life is that's what I think everybody who's who sees that that's important realizes something that they normally realize after some serious hardship and then they go oh yeah and I think and that's why I'm so passionate about my work. We don't need to wait for a crisis, for an illness or for a diagnosis or for a death within our like closest circle to change things. And that's no. why I do this podcast, because I mean, your freedom, even though it's connected to all these things like, oh, I would love to travel. No, you don't, because you don't. You know, you are staying here with your family. And if you really wanted to do it, you would have a van and go. So, but I, you are like the avatar of the dreams of people. And, and um, you watch others and see families maybe and like, oh, I would love to have that. But yeah. If I really wanted that, I would. Pardon me? Like also, it also goes the other way around. If that was really the most important thing for me, then I would. Yeah, well, I I really, I love the sentence, don't have children with assholes, you know, because you're always tied to, to the person you have children with. And in the other, on the other hand, it's so amazing to have children or a child with an amazing person. But um, yeah, you, you, I think it's mean to say like, yeah, well, you would have a when or you would have a family, that's not the same. You can just buy a van and you don't want the family with just anybody. So, but yeah, it's like the, the freedom of choice. Yes. Beauty and finding joy wherever you are. I mean, huh, I preach like circumstances are not important. It's important to have the joy within you. But then huh, when, when you have a curveball, like that's the challenge, you know, that's the, the level the upper levels of Mario Kart games <laughs> of the Game Boy. I, I, yeah. I never, I never, I, the Nintendo Switch and all these games don't, are not interesting to me. But when I was a child, I, I once borrowed a Game Boy for, I don't know, three months. And I, I did Mario, what, Mario Run or something like until the end, you know, I saved Princess and then I lost my interest. But I always think like life is less these levels. And I, I always think of, you know, for example, Nelson Mandela in the, in, the, in the prison or like people in the Second World War keeping their, their good mood within these terrible times. And then I think, would I be so skilled? But I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to find out or I hope I don't have to find out. And I had my own challenges for sure, but like, it's advanced stuff if you have hard times and keep your joy, find your joy and create your joy. It's not yeah. that you have to find it. You can really create it from within, but it's, yeah, um, yeah. it's a skill and it's a yeah. investment you do time-wise 
if you do meditation and journaling and all these things, it pays off. It's just, it pays off when you take your time and, and spend time with yourself and your thoughts and your wishes and your dreams. Yeah. And I mean, you, you are just doing it and that's so, so, so inspiring. And I think you yeah. can applaud yourself even 50 times more per day for doing it just for the appreciation. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I really think like choice is such an important word uh, that you, that you say, because people forget that they have choice. Like people say things to me and I'm like, no, you choose, you choose this like I remember a guy that I really thought was just a really wonderful guy who worked in a local shop he really clever insanely clever he was like well you know I'm a bit fed up working here and I've got so much potential I was like no no you could go and live somewhere else you could go and get another job you could go and move out of your parents house you could go and rent your own place I said but you need to know right now you choose to work in this shop. Every time you turn up, you choose to work in this shop. You choose to work for your brother. You choose to live at your parents' house because if it was really that bad, you would go and change it. And I think one of the most helpful beliefs that people need to build is that they can create stuff. Because I said, you know, you choose to do it. It's like, well, not really. I was like, no, no. You and I both know that if you put everything in, it was life or death, you would build it. You would do it. Might not be easy. Hell, it might be the hardest thing you've ever done. But you have a choice. You could go and do something else and you choose not to. I said, that should make you, like you said earlier, you know, that you, you can choose to buy the van and go. But if you don't, then you choose to stay. And then that is what you need to do. And you need to be content with that. But I find that the, the basic thing that people lack underneath it, a is the knowledge of that they have a choice. But they, people seem to think I have something magic. I mean, I have magic and I'm pretty magical. I think, and I think every person is, so I don't think I'm any different than others. But you can create anything you can come up with. And they, people think I've got something magical and therefore it works. No. Can I swear? Yes. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I am just fucking relentless. That's it. It's not that it came easy to me. It's not that it was easy for me. It was not that it ever got given to me on a plate because it never has. But the way I go about things is different. I don't think I don't go and find out what's possible and then go and find and then go and do what's possible. I decide what I want and then I go make it happen. It's the I work the other way around. Figure out what you want. This is what I want. Now go and make it happen. There's always a way to make it happen. And and then whenever I've like really clocked into this is what I want and this is why this is important, I'm just fucking relentless. I know I will not stop until I have what I've planned to to go for. And sometimes like it takes me nine years. Like there's loads of things that I've done in my life that literally I've been somewhat working on in my head slowly. And then nine, 12, whatever years later, I'd be going like, like the skiing and the kite surfing, the skiing had been 12 years 
in the making and the kite surfing had been 16 years in the making but I know I will get there. Like I know one day I'm going to have a motorbike license and I'm going to drive a really cool, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think people just kind of can look on the outside and think it must've been easy or, you know, people often say that. But you know, you said that if it would be life or death, you would change something or like if it would be, so bad you would change the situations but it doesn't have to be so bad or life or death just because nope. you want just because you're like oh and it depends i really think we have to honor our our character too like our our how we are i mean i'm super quick with decisions and and my best friend needs to go to see a dress like for 13 times and i will go with her for one or two times and after that I'm like come on just that's not my business I told you it's great just do what like yeah I'm not interested in going there you can do it as many times until you're sure I will buy it like within two seconds but but like to know yourself and just know I need time for decisions that's okay too you know we don't have to be quick but if you want something and you let it brew inside of you. And then you're like, now I'm just doing it. I love that too. You know, like, what do you need now? Who needs what? And then you take care of things and then you take care of yourself. And that's just the perfect um, transition to, to December madness or december beauty i know some people love this season the most of the whole year they already put their christmas um trees up in after halloween and um it really really depends i think how you how you experienced christmas as a kid i love christmas very very much and i love that we ditched the whole present presence dress when I was, I was still living at home. I think I was 17 or something. So 26 years ago, <laughs> if I did the math right. Um, yeah, we just said, let's ditch this. And we only celebrate Christmas once, you know, Ken came over from Japan. So his family is not here. They wouldn't celebrate Christmas anyway. In Japan, it's like a couple thing, you know, like Valentine's Day. It's like the imported tradition, like Halloween. No, no uh, idea what it's about or like Christian background or something, but it's nice and it looks shiny. And I mean, Japan is decorated. You can't imagine it more. It's like Disney World everywhere. But um, yeah, that way we just have one Christmas. Even my sister has already two Christmases because of her husband's family. And then you need presents for everyone. I mean, it's just crazy. And we have such a relaxed Christmas and it's so harmonious. I think you would hate it if you're like not in a good state of mood. Like, oh, it's, it, it's yucky how harmonious it is at your house. But I really enjoy Christmas and I enjoy December because it's Ken's birthday. It's my birthday. And um, that way I don't have to go to the city and buy random stuff which is laying around afterwards or brought back by the person who got it. And like, oh, this whole 
thing about buying presents. I love presents, you know, but like during the year, out of not out of nowhere, that's the kind of presents I like. And I love birthday presents. But Christmas, for me, it's really like spending time together, having a great time together, eating at the beautiful table and just there are no presents underneath the tree. I mean, other other people are like, how can you do that? But it's like no stress. I remember as kids, like <gasps> presents, presents, presents. We couldn't we couldn't enjoy one minute of our self-made ceremony. We always do, you know, with singing and instruments, playing music and yeah. So that's my Christmas and I love it. And I think it's so important to, to have your own December and to feel again the choice that you just do it your way without being worried what other people think or say or yeah. So what do you think to December and how do you take care of yourself in this crazy holiday season thing? Yeah, I think um, I think as a sport and exercise psychologist, what you learn is that people need to learn new skills in a training setting, something they can do easily where the pressure isn't so high. And then you keep training it and keep training it and keep training it until you feel like you're good enough to have like a bit of like a, a friendly competition. In, and then you know you work your way up to like really important you know this is d-day this is like competition and so as a sport and exercise psychologist you kind of help people to train in easy moments and then you have like a moment where you've got to show what you've got you know whether you're an athlete or whether you're a human and you've been training to take care of yourself throughout the year and then it's easy when you're on holiday and you don't have to work and you've got plenty of time and then it becomes, you know, like, so I think there's lots of different ways. And to me, Christmas is like the big competition for a lot of people. It's like, can you stay in your joy? Can you continue to look after yourself? Can you have clear boundaries? Do you allow yourself to, to you know, to, to create what you need for yourself in December and around Christmas and New Year's? So um, my first thing is that if people are listening to this and they're like, oh, I really have to like do a really good job on self-care this Christmas, then, then please ditch that straight away. That's like my first opinion. Just ditch it, but take it into account and start planning now for next year. So if you feel like, oh, I must, you know, must do a really good job this year to let, you know, to take care of myself and to, to really like whatever, all these things that come with it, then, then decide that you're that right now you're going to take care of yourself for the Christmas 2022. That's what you need to train for. Let it be as shit as it needs to be this year. Just <laughs> like, just, and take note, take note why it's for shit. And then take a whole year to practice and train yourself to be better next Christmas, not this Christmas, because you're not going to pull that off. If you haven't figured it out now, you're not going to pull it off. You know, you can try your best, but that's going to be a lot of stress. And if you already have a lot of stress and on top of that, you try and put the stress of, of like optimal performance and staying in your joy this Christmas. And I'm grateful I'm not you. <laughs> so that's like, that's what I think. So, so this for people who are trying to find their way, just one of the, my favorite quotes is desire, uh, contrasts creates desire. So whenever I know 
notice something that I really don't like or that I find is really offensive, it's normally something that really pushes me forward to move towards something I really do like. And I recently experienced the same again with somebody who really, like I spend a lot of time with somebody who really didn't think joy was, like he thought joy was pointless. What? And so the more time I spent with him, the more it started to itch and the more annoyed I got about it because I kept thinking, but joy is really important, God damn it. <laughs> and so, you know, like that contrast creates the desire to really push forward on joy and really go for it. And so this year for, I will come to like what it's like for me, but this year my best advice for people is like really pay, take note what contrast is there that can help you create the desire to go and, you know, it, it kind of needs to be like the worse it can be right now, the more desire you're going to have, the more oomph and dedication you have behind it to spend the whole year looking after yourself and training so that 2022 can be a good Christmas. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just let, I'm going to let this one slide. <laughs> this one can be as shit as it can be. Everything you think is horrible. You just, you just have to like write it down and be like, but next year, but next year, but next year. And then you have to remember that you have to do things for that throughout the year. Like you need to join your beautiful program and spend every month, you know, saying goodbye to one month and then inviting the other one. Like I do that with Gonya and it's just, I freaking love it. It's so good. It's so good for me. I wouldn't make the time for it myself, but Ronya, you do it in such a nice way. So, you know, if you feel like you want to create a better Christmas or look after yourself better, then take note and change things like start, you know, start planning what you're going to do for the whole year, how you're going to help yourself so that next one can be better. Now, my Christmas, I have the great advantage that I have this endless amount of freedom. I literally have to take after, take care of my dog and I have to take care of myself. And that's it. I have created, this is a little bit silly. Um, it's, it's clever and it's money-wise, it's a little bit silly. That's how I have to say it. So I booked a ticket uh, in Portugal till the 8th of January, booked a house until then. And then uh, I kind of thought, okay, we're going to do ski season. I wanted to go somewhere. I found a beautiful house. That was freeze of the 1st of December. And I thought, okay, well, I will go there. I will book that for a whole year for the, from the 1st of December. And I thought whether I need to change it, yes or no. But I have so much freedom now that I uh, have a house in Morzine lined up from the 1st of December. And uh, I can also not turn up until the 8th of January. Um, so I can literally choose which country I want to be in. And so my reasoning, it's hard to decide these things because you, you have to decide on houses, right? Where are you going to go live? You have to be somewhere. So my reasoning for uh, staying here until the 8th of January was I thought if I've lived here for three to five months, I will have made more closer connections and spending Christmas and New Year's here um, might be easier um, if I want to spend it with people. Might be easier and I might feel more welcome and connected. Um, 
And that way I can stay here. But then I thought, yeah, but the first snowfall and then the mountains and the first and snow fell now in, in Switzerland. There is a lot of snow already in the mountains. It's today when we are recording this, it's um, the second of November. And yesterday it was snowing in the Swiss mountains. I don't know if it's staying, but um, yeah. It's oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I then also um, saw you over uh, in the end of April and um, you were like, oh, but you can come over for like after Christmas or New Year's, you should come over. And then I thought, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. You could yeah, stay for like Christmas too at our house. I can ask that for if you want like, some harmonious <laughs> Christmas. Well, I have never seen a harmonious Christmas because again like my freedom comes from somewhere my desire for joy comes from somewhere and that is that uh, it didn't always go well in my house my upbringing was it took me until I was 26 to realize that my upbringing wasn't quite right in a few ways and um, there was always a lot of tension and then we, we ended up going skiing for amount of time and then we didn't do anything for Christmas You know, my mother was not the caring type and she sure as shit did not enjoy doing stuff for people at Christmas. So, you know, we'd be on the slopes and we'd be like, isn't it Christmas day today? She'd be like, yeah, I'll make a soup this evening. <laughs> I'd be like, that is so different than most, most Christmas people I knew. Um, so yeah, then, then I remember speaking with you about it and I was like, oh, but that could also be nice. And what I now think that I'm going to go and do is, I think I will stay here and do my work until like the 15th, the 18th, and uh, then make my way, like take five or six days to make my way from Portugal to uh, the French Alps. And then I have like, because I know that like, because we're also speaking about how, how can you learn to take care of yourself? Like what I've learned is that when I moved to a new place, depending on how much stress there was before I moved, there has a, there won't be that much crazy stress as there was from Wales to Portugal. But what I've learned is it normally takes me two to four weeks to settle in a new place. I need to know, I need to make my safe space. I need to get to know the house. I need to get to know the, where I take my dog for a walk. Like, you know, is my car safe? Are the tires okay? You know, like all that kind of stuff are, needs to be checked. Um, so I thought it would be really nice like unless other things kind of come up um then I can imagine that I would at some point like I'm not I don't really have anything with Christmas um so I would be more than happy last year I drove on Christmas day uh down to the ferry and then on boxing day they call it in England boxing day second Christmas day I literally drove on second Christmas day from Calais all the way to Portugal there wasn't a soul on the road I just put it in cruise control. I put my feet up on the dashboard and I drove for 22 hours and I just went. Um, so I can imagine. And the soundtrack, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was that was my Christmas last year. And I just thought, yeah, this is perfect. I'm doing what I want to do, which is I need to get myself to Portugal. And so I did. So I could imagine I'd do something like that and kind of make my way, allow myself to have like three weeks I think three weeks is like a good amount. Three weeks to be in the Alps, get to know my surroundings. I won't have too much. I don't think I have too much around Christmas, but it would be nice. Like I am really excited that if I am going to be in the French Alps, that I might feel like it's nice to drive to Switzerland and come and see you or, 
you know, providing that's allowed and possible to cross borders. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of the, that's kind of the situation. There are some people who are going to be in Portugal that I wouldn't really love to see, but this is my plan for now. It's allowed to change next week. And I can literally like, that is the nicest thing for me. Like I can literally just feel what is best for me. And I can, you know, I can turn on a dime. I can go on the 18th. I can go, I want to stay and I want to stay whatever. And then I stay. So yeah, I think, um, knowing what you need if I was going to come back to that point you saying like I decide really quickly my question is when the better we get to know each other or the better we get to know ourselves that's what I mean does that allow us to choose quicker because the more I learn about myself the better I get at going like actually no actually you know And you know what we can learn from you? Like if we, if somebody is just preparing the freaking same menu for Christmas every year and every year you have a stress and something burns or whatever, you could just choose to order pizza at the 18th of, if you want to, you know, or just spaghetti with tomato sauce. It's possible. It's possible to change things out of nowhere just because you want. And and also, and that's what I love, like, why not? Like, ooh, we had spaghetti at Christmas evening, maybe on a pretty plate, but but or we were eating on a picnic blanket in front of the Christmas tree. Like you can do whatever you want, like being caged or trapped in, in traditions, which are not fun and not suiting you and stressing you out, let's change things. Like Mika, my, my girl, she, she will turn 11 this week and she she's like, the other children are so shocked, mama, that I don't get presents at the Christmas. Like, yeah, well, that's you get so many presents during the year and on your birthday and Christmas. You can do it differently when you have kids, but we don't have presents underneath the Christmas tree not because you don't deserve it just because it's just so so peaceful without yeah I do think that it's really important to manage expectations when you do that so I can pull off this version because I don't have because everybody that I might see knows that everything is up in the air you know and um, I don't have anybody expecting me to cook an amazing dinner I so There is like expectations that we have, just like you said with the presence. I think it's really important when it comes to something like this. And there's other people involved, you know, that that if everybody is coming to your house for dinner and they're expecting a Christmas dinner, that if you're not going to do the Christmas dinner, that you let them know, like that you give them a little update or a little memo and be like, look, you know, I think that kind of stuff is probably best to do in June when nobody, no, nobody's stressed about Christmas, uh, but you need to know that ahead of time. So you can do that next year because <laughs> you're preparing for another Christmas. Um, Are you it's important this year and, and um, you just tell everybody, like in my house this year, it will be pizza night on Christmas Eve. And if that's a new tradition or not, I don't know, but this year it will be like that. If you don't like that, you don't have to come over. 
You know, yeah. like, and if you cannot say it as clean and as clear and as unloaded as you do, because we've had many of these conversations and you, you say to me, and I just say, I just want this and I'm changing. And then I'm like, yeah, but, but so I know the, like you always, you know, you make it sound so, so easy. And I know that there's been occasions where it's been a subject that's not easy for me. And I feel like it's really loaded. And so if you feel like you're far removed from the ease that you say it at, and that you can do things at, or that I can do things at some too. If you feel too far removed from it, then what you need to do is you need to work on your own, the, the pressure and the load that you have on it. Like, why, why, you know, do I think people won't like me? Like, do I feel the pressure to continue? Is this what grandmother always did? And it's the first year grandmother is not here. You know, like, I think if you cannot say it as lightly, like you just said, then you need to spend some time creating, like letting go of the heaviness and finding the lightness to be able to say it just like Ronya did. So if you're coming to my house for Christmas, we're having pizza or something else and I will decide on the day. <laughs> you know the story about like, like a, a woman cutting off the, the edges of the ham before she put it in the oven and her husband is like, why, why do you do that? Well, well, well my, mother, my mother did that too. Uh, I can ask her like, And, and she asked um, her mother, why, why do we always cut off the, the, the edges of the ham? I mean, I don't eat meat anymore for years. <laughs> it's silly, but it's, I love this story. And then they called grandmother and she said, oh, my, my um, oven thingy was too short. So I always had to cut off like the edges of it. Like things just go on just because. And if we dare to question it because we don't like it or because we don't, we want to change it, I think there's the beauty in it. And then you can choose to not have pizza, instead have this amazing meal, which takes one week for preparation, but enjoy the preparation. Or maybe sometimes you're stressed out and that's okay too. Like, let's have an easy Christmas. Yeah, I think everybody needs an easy Christmas. And I don't have much with the presents either. I just think you just need to figure out what you need. And then you need to go about creating that. And you have enough time. There's like all of November is left. And all like this half of December. Is, this is live on the 11th of December. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you don't, you don't have six weeks left. No. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Not six but weeks. You, but you, you have like a week and a half left to figure out what you want you probably already know it and then to go and make the steps for it this is what i learned this week if people do not accept your no the relationship is off so if people do not accept that you say no i don't want to do it that way no we're not turning up this week Then, then, that, then where is their respect for you? You know, you will always let a friend be like, sorry, I can't make it. Or you will feel free enough to say, actually, I don't want that. Thank you. Like consent or like a nice harmonious way of being together, like you explain that happens in your family, comes from you're allowed to say yes and you're allowed to say no. And so that to me is really important. Like if you cannot say no, then you need to consider like how, 
how safe is that situation and how equal is that situation? And if it isn't equal, like, do you want to be in it? Because if you choose to not participate in that dynamic, the other person cannot dominate the situation. I mean, everybody, there's a lot of stories of people having family that they do not dare to stand up against and change the things about for fear of repercussions. (laughs) But I think it's really important to feel like you can say no. And, And whether you really can say yes or no, at the end of everything comes down to you. That seems Whether like you- that seems like your final message, but I don't want to you your final message to be about saying no. I would love to have your joy message. Like what is your message to the whole world? Because this podcast can be listened by the whole wide world, you know? That's so cool. <laughs> you have the mic. My big it doesn't have to be big, just your well, yeah. Your message. My big my big joy message is make time every day for joy. It can be really simple. It can be there's so many different types of joy, but it can be so simple. But if in my opinion you have to learn how to take care of yourself in your mind in your body, and then when you can, in your life, the better you line those things up, the more joy you experience. So joy is like, this is what I think of joy. Maybe that's my last thing. Joy to me is like a slide. And it requires a few things of you. One, it requires you to work hard, make all the little steps to get up to the top of the slide. Then it requires you to sit on top of the slide, look back down and be like, yeah, I did all of that. That was hard work, but I got up to the top of the slide. And then the next thing, the third thing that's required of you is that you have to know, I did all those steps. I'm here now. And the only way you can really feel joy is if you dare to, to, then you go off the slide, but going off the slide only works. You only, you know, you only enjoy it if you let go. It's the same for sleeping. You have to make all the little steps for sleeping. Then you go and lie in your bed. And then you have to let go and relax. And then you'll roll, slide, fall into sleep. You cannot brain your way into sleep. I gotta sleep now, I must sleep now. Like if, if, if that metaphorically was your way of going down the slide, it'd be horrendous. And yet you'd probably get some carpet burn on the way down. <laughs> so, to me, <laughs> so to me, joy is like that. You've gotta put in the work. You then gotta realize that you've put in the work and then you've gotta go, and then, because then you can enjoy it. Then you can feel that joy. Because joy is a thing that happens in your body. It's not a thing like, you know, it's, it's not a thing in your brain. It's whatever happens in your brain is an aftermath. Like joy is something that we experience in our whole body. And, and you can only experience it if you, if you go ah, like that off the slide. So do your prep. Be proud of yourself and then let it happen. I think it's my best best opinion on joy. The things you have to do to walk up the stairs is like body related, mind training related, you know, lining Everything up things. Everything you learn in the Joy Academy, right? Like that's yeah, like, like climb them. We climb them the stairs of the 
of the slide first and then we enjoy the ride. Yeah. And you can adjust and, and go again, like another level and then, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's it, which means, you know, there's all sorts of really important and uh, tricky aspects of joy because not everybody can, can let go. You know, not everybody can go. <laughs> but you can learn it, I think. That's but you can practice thing. it, yeah. Practice and, and, and like what I love most about joy is uh, spend as much time watching, trying to figure out how people do it who have a level of joy that you feel connected to that you wish you could feel you could be like that you know learn learn about joy from people who are joyful like Ronya. thank you so much and watch the video because anna wears her love sweatshirt and is um beaming out of her beautiful blue eyes thank you so much dear anna lots of love to portugal and see and talk to you soon i would love to have you over for christmas but i think you do it your way so that's cool too very very cool i'd love thank to come you and see so you much. bye i hope you have as much fun as i did with anna to talk to her I mean, you listen to us. I hope you gained a lot of insights. And I love how Anna points out that the Joy Academy is really helping you climbing up the stairs to afterwards slide down. First, we have to get rid of old limiting beliefs and anger and maybe even hate or like big troubles with our body or, or self-doubts crippling self-doubts everything like get rid of these things and i help you with that in the joy academy and and then it gets like mindset work and how do i want to do things and and mindset wise like who do i want to be and meet your best future self and talk with her or him and or with them and then slide down and just really enjoy your life on your terms without being egoistic or like pushing everybody aside. No, it's, it's so much easier if you know what you want and how you gain energy and take full responsibility for yourself and your life and your thoughts and your action. And then other people can just spend time with you without these, these weights of expectations and, and opinions because you know you are totally clear for you how you want to spend your life and then everybody like people who can't deal with your clarity or with your joy they will fade out they don't deserve time with you and you will will build your squad you will build your your group of people you love to spend time with and it's just life gets easier and easier like the slide i like this this image and it's very important that you know the Joy Academy will rise. The price of the Joy Academy will change from 888 francs, Swiss francs. It's kind of dollars, American dollars. It's kind of the same um, exchange rate. So 888 to 1111. I love these numbers. So from 888 per year to 1111 per year 
hurry up and book today so you can already dig into the material to have a relaxed Christmas. I agree that it needs time and training to change things, especially if it's like hard, hard um, circumstances around you now. But I also believe in quick changes because we can decide. So if you want to have a more relaxed Christmas, book the Joy Academy today and you will already feel the difference if you put in the work, for example, with some meditations to, to, to gain energy like within every cell of your body and also put some boundaries up so that you have clarity how you want to spend Christmas. And it doesn't have to be Christmas. It's any issue you have in your life. You are in charge. You are powerful and you matter. You are enough and how you are right now is perfect. And you can be different tomorrow and the day after because we change. We are in, in the flow of life. And I'm so happy that you are listening. And please join the Joy Academy. It's still 888 until the end of the year. 31st, it will change. 1st of January, it's the new price. For the whole year, it's 1,111. Swiss francs, which is nearly translating to dollars. Wherever you are in the world, you can check that and uh, look it up. It's on joyismycompass.com slash joyacademy. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of this year. Take care. And if you want to have inspiration without joining the Joy Academy, just join me on my newsletter. I will inspire you regularly with little inspiration and um, heartfelt stories so that I can inspire you to live your best life full of joy. Take care. Bye.